Do you know what it will entice you to clean? If your house smells like a beach afterward and it doesn't smell like, you know, cleaning products. Well, enter Clorox. They can transform your space into a tropical getaway by upgrading your cleaning routine with coconut scented Clorox Sentiva. It smells like coconut. It cleans like Clorox and it feels like inspiration. With a refreshing scent that will leave your home clean and fresh, elevating any room into an oasis. Now you can express your style and get shiny clean, get Clorox Sentiva at a nearby retail store, also available in grapefruit or lavender scents. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Mini Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous Podcast with iHeartRadio. Hey guys, it's Ashley and it's only me today, which, you know, makes sense because I do have like two and a half weeks to make up for. And then tomorrow it's all Ben because he is hitting the road with the Bachelor Live show and he's going to be doing the podcast from Bachelor Live. I think a lot of people still have questions about what the show is all about, and I'm sure he's going to give you all the answers tomorrow, and then before you know it, you're going to be buying tickets to it and excited to see Ben live in action. But this is me. Hi. And I will be joined with my co-host for the day because I can't talk to myself for an entire half an hour like Ben does. I got producer Tori and producer Mark on the line as well, and they'll be chiming in. And... um. I just thought we'd start with talking about my honeymoon a little bit. Right now, Jared and I are kind of in a transition phase out of the honeymoon. Not the honeymoon phase, of course, but the actual vacation (laughs) Um, and into real life. Uh, Right now, we're in New York City. We're doing four days here because 
I'm not somebody who could ever do that 13, 14 hour flight from the Mediterranean to Los Angeles. Ashley, it looked magical. Well, thank you. Thank you. So Jared and I decided to do four days here because I like to say that I needed a pit stop in between, you know, uh, Greece and L.A., but the truth is we had to pick up our dog, Lois. My mom is dropping her off tomorrow. And I had to see the Jonas Brothers at Madison Square Garden. Like, no. I had to see them specifically at Madison Square Garden. And I was like, Jared, they happen to be there on our way over to the West Coast again. So it's just a nostalgic thing for me. Back in 2008, I went to all three consecutive <laughs> Madison Square Garden shows. So I couldn't not do it this time 11 years later. Anyway, didn't, so Tori, didn't you, do you get me- like an invite to the? <laughs> um, I got an invite to that secret show back in March. It was like oh. the best. It was one. It was maybe my favorite Jonas concert I've ever been to. Actually, was that in LA? Yeah. Okay. That was so much fun. But our um, honeymoon was quite magical. I mean, we left the day after our wedding, which was really just unreal. Unreal. You guys heard a lot of stress that I had going into it, especially that last month. But But you would never know from the photos. You would never know. It looked like the most magical wedding I've ever seen. Well, thank you, because it was. (laughs) It was the ultimate perfect wedding for Jared and me. Every little stress that we had and every little frustration and every my, like minute detail that we focused on in that last month or two was so worth it because the day was designed for us. Our wedding planner, Troy Williams of Simply Troy and his amazing team of people who flew out to Rhode Island for it, put together something that I could not have even dreamed of. After the rehearsal dinner, I was like, that was a wedding. How is tomorrow going to get any better? Because we had these amazing heartfelt speeches. I was like, I don't know how you're going to top this. And then the day happened and it was just mind blowing. You know how you wait your entire life for your honeymoon and your (laughs) wedding. And now it's over. And I, part of me will like say to Jared, I'll be like, I'm sad it's over. He's like, yeah, but it was so perfect that I don't even want to go back and like do it again. Like if we had an option of doing it again, I wouldn't even want to because there was nothing we could change. It was just oh my gosh. perfection. Okay. Anyway, Wait, that's you, enough. <laughs> are you the person though that like walks away from their wedding being like, I totally remember all of it? Or yeah. are you kind of like, oh, I really wish I could have taken advantage of like more time on the dance floor or something. I think I said that this was going to be a regret of mine going going into our wedding week, but I knew that it was unfortunate that we did stress so much over the planning of it until truly like Thursday was when we, the Thursday before our Sunday wedding was the day that we really were able to calm down and just start enjoying things. Mm-hmm. But once we did just stop planning... We did take everything in. Aww. It wasn't it was a it wasn't a blur. That's not the word I would use, but it did go fast. Like I remember every single element and I remember like each individual person I stopped to at the table to talk with. Yeah. But like to think that that happened over the course of four hours, the reception is mind boggling because it felt like it was maybe an hour and a half. And how did your sister do on her speech? We all know she was stressed. Oh, my goodness. I basically, I like got up there. 
after she was done. I was like, Lauren, what the heck? What the heck was that? That was the most amazing thing ever. Stage fright my ass. <laughs> it was like, Lauren, you look like you seemed as if you were a professional public speaker up there. She had, um, it was like a slideshow with pictures and video. She had gone into my parents' you know, like the room in the house that has all the old photo albums and all the old videotapes, the videotapes that you honestly can't even watch anymore because you have to find like the VHS adapter and then you have to find a VHS player. Well, she got all those videos ripped and like digitalized, digitized, digital. You guys help me out with this word. Digitized. Digitized. <laughs> and she wove it together in this beautiful story it was epic. Even my dad, who does public speak on like a monthly basis, was like, wow, now I'm competing with my daughter who literally tried to back out of this. That is beautiful. And you know what really got me, and I think most guys, is that little video that I saw going around of Jared when he first saw you in your dress. Mm. And he gets that look on his face. You don't like to get in public, but it happens because that was my moment on my <laughs> wedding day. That is such oh, a good. magical moment. And you just can't help it. You just overcome with I everything. In, in 27 Dresses, like I think I've said before, there's that line where Katherine Heigl just loves looking at the guy. Katherine Heigl and James Marsden love looking at the guy as the doors open to reveal the bride because that is just like the most raw emotional moment. Everybody's looking concentrated on the bride, but the groom's face is something not to be missed. Did you see and, it or were the lights too bright? Could you see what was going on there? Uh, the lights weren't too bright. I, I, I saw it right away. And I, I was like, well, great. I got exactly what I dreamed of. <laughs> I wanted him to be emotional. It was so weird was that I didn't cry until we started reading our vows. Mm. I was just all smiles, which... Actually, that may seem surprising to the Bachelor viewing audience, but knowing myself, I'm more of like a beamer. I'm like more of like a big smiley person when I'm happy. And I knew that when I started saying words, I was going to get emotional. That is the hardest part. Yeah. To get through that. We had we had yeah. our pastor read our vows because we knew there was no chance. Really? No chance. So you wrote that. them. Wrote them, handed them over. No. <laughs> that's awesome. Oh, that's so awesome. I was surprised when I was reading them, um, when I was like going through them before the ceremony, I was choking up reading them just to myself, like mm -hmm. in my own brain. But I, and I was like, there are some lines in here I'm never going to be able to utter. And then I did. I don't know. It must be adrenaline or something. Uh, to me, I think the adrenaline could make it worse, make you more emotional, make you more just kind of walk on that, that razor's edge. I will tell you a little bit of a, a funny tidbit from the wedding, but we do want to save some wedding stuff to go through when Ben and I are back together recording next week. Um, but I'll, here's a little something for you about vows. <laughs> I skipped a page in the middle of my vows and it wasn't until hey. I went halfway down that like fourth page and I was like, oh my God, I think I'm missing some like content here. And then I had to like be like, oh, I missed a page and then went back. <laughs> it, was kinda, it was cute. But it was one of those moments that like really broke the tension in the room. Yeah. And How many pages were they? Four. Four little pages. We got these really cute customized vow books oh, with cute. our initials on it. And his was also four? Because you don't want yours to be four if his is two and vice versa. Our wedding planner came to me 
um, during the wedding, the afternoon of the wedding. And he said, I just met with Jared and he read our, he read his vows to you, to me. And then he was like, he's like, they're perfect. You're going to love them. Mm. It's going to be everything you've ever wanted. And I was like, okay, fine. Do you want to read mine then? Cause I was going to keep mine really personal. I just had my sister read them. And then he read them and he was like, this is like so crazy. You guys, they're a perfect balance to, you know, both of you are going to be super happy. And then, um, they're like the exact same amount of time in mm, length. That's sweet. That's yeah, perfect. It, yeah. It was um, really, it was really, it, it could not have been better. Well, it looked like it, but sometimes you don't know. You see the videos and the pictures on social media, and a lot of that's what they want us to see, you know. But it's good to know that it actually was as beautiful oh, as it looked. It really was. Our photographer said, she was like, thank you guys for being so nice and stuff. And I was like, well, what do you mean? Like, what kind of bride and groom like, aren't nice? She's like, some people are just so moody and grouchy on their wedding day, and they're complaining about everything. I was like, there mm-hmm. wasn't a thing to get like get like that over. Well, anyway. Colton is on hold. So why don't oh, we take goodness. a break? Okay. And actually, Creighton, it's a perfect time for Creighton Barrel. So we'll do that and come back with Colton. All right. Sounds good. What keeps baby skin healthy? A diaper that doesn't leave skin wet. That's why Pampers Swaddlers absorbs wetness better versus the leading value brand and provides up to 100% leak-proof skin protection to help keep your baby's skin dry and healthy. We have been a Pampers family since the start with Dawson. It takes you a few months of experimentation to figure out what really works, and for us, Pampers really works. Pampers Swaddlers are dermatologists approved by the Skin Health Alliance. They're hypoallergenic, and they're free of parabens and latex. All that, so important. Try Swaddlers with the new Pampers Free and Gentle Wipes for healthy baby skin, for trusted protection, trust Pampers, the number one pediatrician recommended brand. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic Gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Rosie, somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. It feels so good. It does. And like always, we'll be here every week covering the wide world of TV, movies, comics, and geek culture. That's right. We'll be talking about Batman, heroes of that stature. And of course, we'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories. We'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics, and more. Nothing is off the table because geek culture is pop culture. And we can't wait to share our love of it all with you every single week. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. 
all these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. Colton. Yeah. Where are you? Oh, uh, no, I'm in Nashville right now. Oh, okay, cool. What outside. You... Oh, nice. What are you doing in Nashville? I'm just hanging out, visiting some friends and Sort of made it like a little date week with Cass and I. Oh, nice. Um, so C- Cassie, I actually stalked some of your social media. You may have seen earlier. I was just liking a whole bunch of your tweets from August. <laughs> it was like Ashley Akinetti liked seven of your tweets. Um, I was just you know uh, going yeah. through you know just doing a little pre-interview research, and Cassie has like oh, yeah. the same thing that she does on the plane every time you guys are on a plane. What's that? What is that? I thought you said that she has a routine that she does all the time. Oh, well, when she was in school, she, like, when she was in school, all she would do is, like, homework on the plane. And okay. I, don't, I don't know. We sort of got really, really good at traveling together. But our luck traveling together is, like, maybe the worst. Why? Like, we're very, compa- we're very compatible with, with traveling, and we play off each other very well. But we always have, like, the worst luck. Like, we got here in Nashville last night. And our bags were still in Houston. And it's stuff like completely out of control and like flukes that typically happen, you know, with airport drama, whether it's sitting on the tarmac or flights being delayed. Or I know one time it was our fault. Like I left my wallet, which had my ID and her ID back at the house when we got to the airport. So we were like scrambling at the last minute and missed our flight. But uh, it's just, it's sort of like, just sort of like our running joke that we're like very compatible travel partners. We just have like the worst luck. 
Do you guys feel like one of you in life is more lucky than the other one? Because I feel that Jared has what he calls his Polish luck and I have the world's best luck. And I feel like mine balances out ours a little bit, but I do feel like with us, there'll be moments where I'm like, Jared, that's such your Polish luck, like coming through. Oh, that, I think it's, I think it's mostly her. She has such good luck. And I just sort of try to like, what you just said, I try to like steal or at least like take some of her luck just to hopefully rub off on me. Yeah. So, um, you have been watching Bachelor in Paradise. I saw that you've been, you've been catching up on it a little bit of a binge. It is hard, you know, it's like four hours a week. If you miss one week, you're like, wow, just four hours until I can start watching next week. Well, to be honest with you, I haven't, I haven't oh. been watching. So. Oh, I, I thought that you, you caught up like after week two or something. I caught so, up. I, so here's, so I, I like missed the first two episodes. So I caught okay. up on those. And then I've just been bad ever since. Like, we've been traveling, so we haven't, I have not caught up. So I could talk, I, I mean, I've seen the first two episodes, but that's about it. All right. All right, that's fine. So, but you, you've been keeping up with your friend Blake. You and Blake, have been, you're pretty close, right? Uh, yeah. Um, I mean, he's obviously sort of respected his space and privacy and all of this, so I have not talked to him since all of this went down. Mm-hmm. Um, sort of just reached out, let him know I was here if he needed me as a friend, and I just we haven't really talked about anything. It seems to be subsiding for him, to be honest. It was a bad week or two, and now I think people are, are on to other dramas. So I'm not really yeah, worried for I him anymore. It, yeah, um, you, it's always on to whoever, you know, whoever creates the drama or whatever, you know, people typically um, in this world move on, and yeah. it's sort of like what's you know, what's hot or what's buzzworthy now, you know? Mm-hmm. I remember last time I talked to you and Cassie on the podcast, you were talking about hoping that Kaylin came back from paradise with somebody so that you guys could double date and she no longer had to be like the third or fifth wheel. Um, how do you right. feel about this relationship that we kind of saw fizzle towards the end of the episode last night, like last night, just to inform you, Dean pulled Kaylin aside after the rose ceremony on her birthday to seem to have a conversation that was not going to be one that made Kaylin happy. So how do you feel? Like, is Dean allowed to be in your crew or are you still hesitant? Oh, um, I don't know. You know, I haven't, um, I haven't really seen or talked to Kaylin much lately either. I've just, I think Cass and I've sort of just, and well, at least me, I've just sort of been keeping to myself and sort of staying out of all of this. Um, it's just sort of an awkward and not a winnable situation and not a position that I really want to put myself in. So I sort of just stay out of all of it and just sort of keep focusing on, on what really matters. And that's just sort of me and Kath, you know? Yeah. It definitely gets to be a weird phase where you've experienced it. Now you're kind of watching friends go through it and you don't really, especially in our position where you're watching it as an educated viewer, but you're also a friend and it's so hard to make comments on what's unfolding in paradise. Right. It's, and it's not like, you know, the, the one comment that I'll make on it is just like, I wish the best for both of them. Um, and I'm talking more Kayla and Blake situation because I think, you know, I think like they both will admit like they made mistakes in this and they didn't go about this in the, like, the best way for each other either. I think it was just for more um, caught up in the moment trying to like take care and protect themselves. 
Um, but I hope that, you know, after all of this, they can sort of move forward at least together to agree to disagree, um, and they can support each other as human beings and as friends. Um, and I, I think that's, you know, the best thing for for everyone in the situation. That's another point. It's not like other relationships where they can break and then you can never see them again. You know, you can ignore them forever. In our uh, weird bachelor family, they're going to end up seeing each other. They're going to be at the same events. You kind of have to make peace. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, you know how it is. They're going to run into each other. They're going to hear about each other. You can't just um, sort of, you can't have that clean break um, in this situation. Right. So you got to tell me um, on, like, uh, if we move beyond The Bachelor right now, what is the story behind the silver hair that made a very brief appearance in your life a couple weeks ago? <laughs> so for me, uh, I always joked with Cass just because she's, like, obviously Southern California blonde. I was like, I want to have my Southern California moment. And I was like, I might as well, like, you know, experiment and see how it looks. So I always like joked that I was going to go platinum and she'd always be like, no, 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 don't do it. Don't do it. Just like, I like your hair. So I was like, okay. Well, she went off to uh, Wisconsin for a residency week um, for school. It was like her big testing week. So I was all by myself in LA. I mean, obviously hung out with friends and stuff, but I I wasn't as busy as usual. So while she was gone, I was like, you know, screw it. I'm going to go dye my hair and see how it looks. It actually looks really, it actually looks really good. Um, the picture that got out, because I wasn't planning on, like, posting a picture right away. Um, the picture that got out was, like, right after the treatment. So it looked, like, gray and silver, but it actually settled into, like, a blonde that actually looked pretty good, um, in my opinion. And Cassie even admitted to liking it later. But um, I sort of, I sort of, I sort of, yeah, I sort of surprised her. And then um, I had some things coming up on my schedule that I, would, I didn't want to be the Southern California guy. So I just changed it back. But it, okay. it will, I will say this, it will be back. Okay, I get it now. So it wasn't supposed to be silver or gray. It was supposed to be platinum. It was. Anyway, yeah, so it was treated It was treated in a way that made it so it didn't become, like, um, brassy. It didn't become yes. orange. So it was treated in a way that it actually went platinum. Okay. And it just made it look silver in that picture. So this wasn't like you went to CVS and you picked up a bottle. You went and got it done. I don't know. I, I mean, my whole thing is if you're going to do something, you might as well do it right and go all out. So I actually went to, yeah, I went, I went and got the whole treatment and treated myself, I guess, to platinum hair. Hey, you, um, you get, you got it out of your system. You wanted to do it. You saw it. It looked like you like it. I think it was and you're going like to do it again. Rebellious too, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think it was like my rebellion. Like we all have those rebellion moments. And I think it was like, just like a rebellious thing to do. And then I sent a picture to Kath and, she was, like, mad for, like, two seconds, and then she said I looked cute. So, you know, I think we sort of had our little, you know, I, ha- I had my phone while she was gone. That is, like, the easiest thing to change back, though. Hair is a good experimental thing. When I got dumped once, I got my belly button pierced as, a as like, every, oh, he thinks that I'm so innocent. I'm going to go get my belly button pierced. That was my move. So, you know, that's a little bit more permanent, but I still love my belly button ring, and I actually love that it symbolized a rebellious moment for me. That's Um, awesome. Thank you. So, Colton, um, you're talking about how Cassie got mad at you when you made that moment, that moment of rebellion. What are those little things in your relationship that you tease each other about that sometimes gets on your nerves, but in like a fun, playful way? Ooh, that's a good one. 
Um, all right. So she has this thing where she really likes salt and she likes to add salt to her food. Oh, I so don't add salt. She actually carries in her purse. Okay. <laughs> so she, she carries like salt packets to add like at dinner. Like she'll carry their salt grinder in her purse where she actually has like the pink Himalayan salt that she like pulls out in the restaurant. It's like just in case they don't have salt there. I don't know. It's like, it's like her thing. So I like let her do it. But like it's a playful back and forth. Where I'm like, really? Um, and then I'm trying to think of like her most recent one for me other than the hair. Cause I, I mean, I think we playfully, she playfully like banters with me all the time. Um, she says that I have like a business voice and I think it, it's so funny cause we were talking to like Caitlin and Jason about this too. Cause I think Jason is the same way as me. It's like, if you're on a call, that's a little more professional, a little more like businessy, you change the tone of your voice. And I think that drives her nuts when I do that. And I think we're all guilty of it to a certain degree. Everybody does that. Everybody has that. I have my podcast voice versus my business call voice versus my I'm talking yeah. to Jared voice, which is completely mumbly and I don't enunciate anything versus on the podcast where I really try to speak my words. <laughs> yeah. Different yeah. tones. I, that's what I say. We're all guilty of it. Yeah. Uh, okay. So you made a comment about pilots making the best bachelor does that mean that you are in support of pilot peter being the next bachelor um i mean that obviously that decision i'll give you the typical media trained answer that decision is way above my pay grade it's something <laughs> that i i'm no longer like affiliated or associated with to make that call and make that judgment so like i mean that's not up to me um I think I haven't met Peter. Um, oh, okay. You know, and from what I've seen, he seems he seems like a good dude. And I know you're trying to get away from talking about The Bachelor. I totally understand that. Sometimes it's annoying that Pete. You know, it seems like that's the only thing people ever want to talk to you about. But I have one more Bachelor-related question before I do want to talk to you about something I'm very, very curious about. Um, have uh, you reached out to Hannah first? First Bachelor-oriented question: Have you reached out to Hannah at all since the whole judge situation? Um, I haven't. Um, I, well, I, I personally, I haven't, um, sort of respected her space and privacy. I just, I commented on one of her, I commented on one of her posts and just said, I'm proud of the way that she's handled things. Um, it's not easy going through what she's gone through probably in the public eye. Um, and it can feel very lonely at times too, but you know, I hope that she just continues to make the best decisions for her and whatever that is. Hopefully dancing with the stars is a great distraction for her. Um, it's something that she enjoys and has fun doing. Um, you know, she's, I, I feel like that could probably make for a good, um, good distraction and a good way for her to sort of start picking up the pieces and moving on. Yeah. I think it's going to be really good for her emotional, her like emotional getting over that, you know, hurdle. Yeah. Um, yep. and then yep. what I am super curious about is you losing your V card, your veganity a movement that you are doing with yes. morning star farms i have always wanted to lose my veganity i want i want so bad to like just try a month where i don't eat any meat and you have gone the past month without eating any meat tell me how it's going i have um so it was super this was this was like super fun for me because um you know when we first when I first went meatless um I thought like it was going to be a struggle and I think that the best part about it was with Morningstar Farms in particular is they have 
such a variety of foods that um, sort of give you that that vegan option, that meatless option. And I think it helps stay on track because I think the biggest thing is if you're going meatless, you sort of, you don't want to keep eating the same thing or feel like all you're doing is eating, you know, um, lettuce or, you know, you can still have fun. You can still have flavor. And I think with their spicy black bean burger, um, their chicken nuggets, their sausage patties in the morning, their sausage links um, for breakfast, they, they just have like a portfolio that's so diverse that sort of sets you up for success. So, Ashley, I think you definitely need to try it for a month. <laughs> I think you can do it. Are you feeling better? Do you feel a difference in your body? I do, yeah. Well, well I, was, I was sort of concerned. Like, my only hesitation in all of this, um, I was a little nervous, like, hey, is this going to be filling? Like, I'm a big dude, and I'm used to eating yeah. meat from my sports background and because I thought, I thought that was the only way you can get protein. Well, I was wrong, obviously. There's plant-based protein out there, and for me, my digestive system felt so much better after like the first two weeks. Right away, I already I noticed the difference, um, and I wasn't eating as much. So it helped sort of with my um, weight management goals that I had and my other fitness goals. All right, I definitely want to try those chicken nuggets. Once you said that, I was like, "All right, go into the grocery store." The chicken nuggets and the spicy black bean burger are my are my favorite. All right, well, check it out. Well, thank you, Colton, for, for joining us. And now go enjoy your beautiful girlfriend in Nashville. Thank you so much. Yeah, we're going to have so much fun today, and we're just going to go explore the city. It's our, both of our first times here together, so we're, we're really looking forward to exploring. Oh, that's awesome. Okay, go enjoy. Um, go listen to some country. Thank you. Bye. Thanks, thank you. see ya. Do you guys remember the last time you slept really great? Isn't it weird that like we will try anything to get a better night's sleep, like take all these supplements and stuff when really it could just mean that you need a new mattress. If you aren't getting quality sleep that you deserve, I totally recommend my bed, the sleep number bed right now at sleep number stores. It's the biggest sale of the year. All beds are on sale and queen mattresses start at only $899. I remember thinking that sleep numbers because, you know, they, they adjust to like everything that you want and everything that your body needs that they must be super expensive, but they start at $899. So I would say it's a pretty good deal. If you wish that your bed could be softer or firmer, um, that is what the sleep number bed is famous for. You could adjust each side so that you and your partner can get whatever is right for you. And don't you want a bed that keeps you asleep? The sleep number 360 smart bed senses your movement and automatically adjusts so that you're effortlessly comfortable all night long. Will you love it? Well, just ask J.D. Power because the sleep number has been ranked number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses. For the 2018 award information, just visit jdpower.com and come in anytime during the biggest sale of the year. And for a limited time, you could save 50% on a sleep number 360 limited edition smart bed you guys, it's 50% off. You should probably go to your nearest Sleep Number store right now. And you will only find Sleep Numbers at one of their 575 Sleep Number stores nationwide. To find the one nearest you, go to sleepnumber.com slash Ben. That's sleepnumber.com slash Ben. I'm obsessed with skincare. I'm obsessed with cosmetics. And there is one product line that I believe in very much in a lot of that 
belief comes from the many emails that we've gotten from listeners about their positive experiences with BioClarity. BioClarity is a clean, green skincare brand that has products that just work. Their routines were made to keep your skin looking young, healthy, and fresh using only natural and gentle ingredients. They have two different routines to fit your skincare needs. There's the clear skin routine for combination oily and breakout prone skin. And then there's the essential routine for normal to dry skin for people who just need a good cleaning process. Both routines consist of a three-step regimen that helps improve the look and feel of your skin and it is packed with detoxifying nutrients. When you use this product line, you're going to realize that there's so much less redness and irritation in your skin. It's going to feel healthy and smooth and it's just not going to have that rooty, that rootiness that a lot of us struggle with. I am one of them and this is one of the reasons that I love BioClarity so much. And I think a lot of this magic that happens with BioClarity is from their special ingredient that's only found in their products. It's called Floralux, and it's made from the chlorophyll in plants. It's a special ingredient that helps with the redness, hyperpigmentation, and evening out skin tone and texture. Their products are 100% vegan, cruelty-free, paraben-free, sulfate-free, and artificial fragrance-free. And it's also like 100% risk-free money-back guarantee. So if you don't like it, Send it back and BioClarity is totally going to refund you all your money. So to get healthy, radiant skin right now, go to BioClarity.com. And right now our listeners are going to save 40% on skincare routines plus an additional 15% off everything on their website. It's an incredible deal, guys. But you need to enter our code, which is FAMOUS, at checkout. So go to BioClarity.com and get 40% off skincare routines plus an additional 15% off everything on their website when you use our code FAMOUS at checkout. That's BioClarity.com, promo code FAMOUS. All right, Mark, Tori, I know you watched the episode last night. What a week. Or what an episode. I guess we still have tonight. Yeah. I mean, they're two hours each night. We are, we get so much content. I actually didn't watch our screener for tonight's episode because I didn't want to get confused, you know, like... Mm-hmm. You get it's all muddied. Mm-hmm. So what do you want to talk about first? There's a, we can go through the couples. I think let's just go through the couples. There's Clay and Nicole, mm-hmm. which seem to be pretty, they seem to be going strong right now. Yeah, she called him um, his boyfriend, or she called him her boyfriend. Yeah, it seems like they had some sexy time in the boom boom room too, based on, you know, describe describer words. Yeah, I hear there's <laughs> AC in that room, so... They were living <laughs> it up in a, a right. lot of different realms. You're right. There, there is. I think it's an incentive to get people to go to the boom boom room and make <laughs> drama sure. over it. Is that the actual name of the room, or is that yes. what you guys have nicknamed it as a cast? I don't know. I mean, it's rolled over into the official name of it because now the producers will refer to it as the boom boom room. Is there like a sign on the door? No. <laughs> I would love that little chalkboard sign. The boom boom room. <laughs> That would be cute. Maybe there is now. I haven't seen that room in a couple of years. But Clay and Nicole seem to be doing well, but um, there's something that happens tonight because Clay sees his ex, Angela, and I think he said something along the lines of those feelings, you no. know, they still linger. Wait, you how did no. I miss that? That's in the scenes for the next next episode that will oh, be tonight because I love Angela Clay and Nicole. Oh, okay. I know. They're very so cute. Sad. I don't, I'm not really worried. Hmm. I think that they're going to have a conversation because I think there's some 
there's some hostility in the air when we were at when we were at Chris and Crystal's wedding. Angela was a bridesmaid. And she went down strutting her stuff. Oh, she was I'm like sure. clicking her heels oh. as she walked by Clay. And I was like cracking up. I'm sure I was she like, had a fresh I spray live tan. for this. Yeah. Yes. Fresh oh, spray she looked tan, stunning. Makeup done. You X eat your heart out, you know? Yeah. She she came to play. So we'll see. There was a lot of other uh there's some things that I can't say. We'll see how it plays out on the wedding episode. The drama in tonight's wedding episode is going to revolve around Derek and JPJ. Mm-hmm. Tasha is in a bit of a love triangle between them right now. Yeah. I'm, what are your thoughts? What she, t- what she told me at the wedding, which was literally 24 hours after the rose ceremony that we saw last night, doesn't seem doesn't seem to like line up with what we're seeing on the show. It seems like a lot happens in the 24 hours between the rose ceremony and the wedding with Tasha. I think she's huh, I don't know. I don't know. I think she's she likes the idea of one thing, but then like her heart's pulling her in another direction. So we'll we'll see about that. Well, I that's all I can say. I can't like spoil anything. Yeah, without spoiler spoilers, let's just stay on this episode and what did you think when you heard her expressing interest in Derek? Were you excited? Were you like, that's a better fit than JPJ? I think it makes a lot of sense. I can see Derek really being into Tasha. Um, JPJ was so into her last week. I just thought, based on what we saw, that they were just going to be a couple, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Why she must have not fell all in because she was like, you can go, you know, date other girls. And I, I felt it was so cute when he was devastated by that. I thought it was kind of adorable. Wait, I just. What did you think of his comment when he says, Tasha looks like Beyonce, but with bigger eyes? The bigger eyes thing, I don't understand. <laughs> Is that a compliment? <laughs> yeah. Tasha's like stunning. Don't get me wrong. But I'm like, out of all the things in the world to say, maybe just you look like Beyonce and leave it as that. I think that he thinks that it was a compliment by saying bigger eyes. Classic guy. It's just like they say one too many words, you know? (laughs) Big guys are like, you know, like Kim Kardashian has big eyes. You know, it's not a bad thing. It's not a bad thing. It's just sometimes (laughs) you can just say you look stunning and just leave it at that, you know? (laughs) He is all over the place. He is the, he was made for Bachelor in Paradise. He's so much fun to watch. He seems like he has a really good heart. He means so well. Mm -hmm. The way that he words things is just like unreal. Unreal. I don't I don't know how he grew up in Minnesota, Montana, like Maryland. It just makes no sense. He seems like a surfer, bro. Yeah. yeah I've never heard right. someone talk like that before. <laughs> <laughs> it is so true. But it's like the, there's nothing more you'd want in this world than JPJ just speaking whatever freely is on his mind. Oh, totally. If I was in paradise, like I remember when I was at the wedding, everybody was talking about how like JPJ was the person that they would go to when they needed to have like a heart to heart or they need comfort. Mm-hmm. And now watching the season, I'm like, oh, he would definitely be the guy that you go to for that because it seems like he'd always be like, yeah, oh, I totally get it. I totally get it. I, t-, you know, right. He just would be always be on your side. Like I can't see him creating an argument. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. It's almost like he's so simple. He's created drama. Yeah, you're right. I agree. So he went on two dates after Tasha said that she wanted him to go on other dates. He mm-hmm. went out with Haley and he went out with 
Taj Wan. Taj Wan. Taj Wan came and went in one episode, and she really created a storm. I think she we was need a, like a moment of silence for Taj Wan. That girl <laughs> left her heart on the beach. She was invested in him. She really liked him. People were comparing me to her, which was like kind of hilarious because she like just could not keep her cool. And I respect that so much. Like air your feelings, air all your messiness. The one thing that was like a little bit weird watching Tajwan was that when she was like sobbing, I said like, quote, quote, she was more like screaming and I didn't see any water falling out of her eyes. And it seemed as if she had like a half smile on all the time. Am I wrong? I actually completely agree. But I do think the heat added (laughs) so much more stress on her Mm -hmm. that she just couldn't gather herself from the moment she stepped on the beach. Yeah. So So it's like like tears in her eyes might have just been a little bit too much for her. She's like, I'm sweating. On every part of my body right now. Is it really that hot down there, Ashley? It's insane. It is so, so hot. I actually can't believe how good the cast looks most of the time. Amazing. They look fresh and they don't look sweaty, but it's unbearable. And I did it as a 27 and 28 year old, but I don't think I could do it at 31. Like I don't know. My tolerance for the environment that I'm in. <laughs> And it's a lot harder for me to live in that environment now. And it's hard to enter into any kind of friend group. Even if you're like in L.A. and somebody's like, come out with some friends. And you have to go be in that group and find a place. Oh, yeah. And feel accepted. That's a lot of pressure. Yes. So, so she's going in, in a, a social circle. Right. Yeah. Integrating yourself in any social environment, especially one that never ends. Like when I mean it never ends, I mean like you go to sleep with them, you wake up and have breakfast with them. Right. It's hard. And so, I honestly really felt for her until the Haley the pigeon? and JPJ. Okay. Yeah. There's a lot actually to touch on that. The pigeon versus <laughs> the seagull. What does that mean? What is she trying to say, Ashley? She obviously was just trying to be like, look, you're below us, right? If if she was trying to say, you're below us, she could be like, we're swans, we're, you know, peacocks, and you are a pigeon. But to say that we're seagulls and you're a a pigeon didn't make so much sense because Haley was right. Seagulls really are the pigeons (laughs) of the (laughs) ocean. (laughs) I feel like she was trying to have her like, notebook moment yeah where you're like i'm a bird if you're a I'm bird thinking, i'm a bird and i think that's what she was thinking like i think she was bird. thinking like oh we're just birds but then yeah she picked the two kind of grimy <laughs> birds like i'm like <laughs> i don't know if i'd rather be a pigeon or a seagull which yeah. one would you rather be i think i'd rather be a seagull because i like being by the beach okay. and like i'd like to mm-hmm. swoop in and stuff I'm not trying to like walk around. I mean, swoop in like, you know, dive and, you know, grab some food in Mm -hmm. the ocean. Not so much, you know, walk around Central Park and like pick out crumbs. It's just so funny (laughs) because they really essentially are the same bird because seagulls do that on the beach. Like I'm at the beach a lot. And the next thing you know, if I like leave my food unattended, it's getting swarmed by a flock of seagulls. Yeah. And then when you're in Central Park, you're just meeting a ton of pigeons eating and all your food. Is, I, don't know, just, I don't get it, Tajwan. Can you let us know? 
Well, I just can't believe like she's gone. You know, she gave us some good stuff and now she's gone. But- and Jen Saviano was also gone, which is so funny because just listening to a lot of the guys of Bachelor Nation, guys love Jen Saviano. Obviously, she's, she's beautiful. Stunning. She's got that. Allure. She's very alluring. You know, mm-hmm. she's kind of mysterious. Right. But no one in paradise picked her up. I think it just again, she entered at a rough time. Yeah. Like even Dean at one point was like, she has it. Like she's stunning. I think she's the Oh yeah. He he said something very extravagant about her. Oh, ben I mean Ben. Dean has always talked about Jen. Even when we first <laughs> That's so funny. When we when we, I first met him, he was like, Have you ever met Jen Saviano? And I was like, yeah, yeah, he's been like thinking. He's been thinking about her for a couple of years, but he. Yeah, and I loved how faithful he was to Kaylin. I think that they are adorable, despite the fact oh, that we'll we are about that. to see. Yeah, we're but, about to see it go down. <laughs> Ashley, you can. I I want to know your thoughts because I think Chris actually made a mistake by picking Katie. Oh, I don't. Mm, oh no no tell me why are you kidding i love chris and katie so much she loves him she she doesn't want to say it yet but she so loves him but i i think she's so young that i'm borderline is this infatuation or is this real love 27 is she yeah she's 27 i think jen's like 29 maybe jen was just solid she was like here here i am take me if you have me no games and katie's like Date other people, which I get it. We were late. Every girl deflects to protect themselves at a certain point in the relationship. But I think that Jen might have been a more solid pick. I don't know. I feel the chemistry between Chris and Katie way more. I think Jen would have been like a nice person for Chris to have dated for a couple weeks. But that's like the kind of dating that may like go three or four dates in real life and then fizzle out and be like, "Eh, you know, we don't have it. But I think that he and Katie have it. That's so weird. And I think so differently. That's so crazy. I that, know. But, you know, there's two different point of views and I like having them both on here. <laughs> Something I was super confused about was that JPJ picked Haley mm. in the rose ceremony. But I think he showed more interest in Taj Wan. What did you think? I think she took more of his energy. Okay. Then Haley. Haley and him, I think you could definitely see our infatuation, like him putting the sunscreen specifically on her bottom, like Mm -hmm. literally being, Lord help me, God help me, my mom's going to kill me. Like he just could not keep his hands off of Haley. Yeah. I think with Taj Wan, they had more of a eccentric personalities separately. So together they were able to like appreciate each other. Okay. An appreciation. They had an appreciation. But I want to know, do you think if JPJ got called first, with the rose, would he have given it to Tasha? That is what like makes me think almost every week. There's some situation where it's like it really comes down to who get is the rose giver first. And yeah, I definitely, I do. Th- I don't know. His ego may have not let him pick Tasha because he knew that like he liked her more than she likes him. I don't think JPJ has an ego. No ego that so you don't think it would allow. I think I just he, mean like think, a human, you know, a oh, human desire to be mm-hmm. like I don't want to like go after somebody who I know isn't as into me. I'm like the last person because I was like Jared's like I don't really know. I think this is more of a friendship. I was like Jared, Jared, will you accept this rose <laughs> like every week? But you know, sometimes intuition is very accurate. I know. I just think that I'll be inter- interested to see JPJ 
and Haley pan out because I might need to look this up right now. But how old is Haley? Haley is 26. And JPJ is 24. 24. Yeah. So it's, I, I just think that, and she, we even saw at the cocktail hour, she doesn't really like JPJ's whole package. Like, she's like, don't call me bro. Don't call me oh, dude. Yeah, yeah. And like, got really defensive about it. And you're like, you're already trying to change 99% of who he is just by his language. You know but don't I mean? you get that? Like, you never want a guy to call you dude. I knew that when Jared and I were just friends, he called me like man and dude a couple times. I was like, can you not? That's you very know what? hurtful. Let's get Mark in on this. Mark, if a guy calls a girl a bro, but is clearly on Bachelor in Paradise, so he's looking for the one, should she be that defensive about it? I depends on the guy. It does depend on the guy, but I don't love it. I do think it is a friend zone method. He's not thinking you as the future mother of his children if he's calling you dude. And bro is worse. Yeah, he. I think he said bro and then man. Yeah, she goes, man, that's even worse. <laughs> JPJ, I just think it's part of his dialogue. I think he would even call his wife dude or bro. I know, that's how I feel. I've said dude to my wife before, but it's not like you're a dude. It's like yeah. dude, as in like, like check on, this look out. Look at this, yeah. Like, can you, be- like, you know, it's not referring to her as a dude. It's like, wow. How does she respond? Yeah. She doesn't love it. She doesn't love it. No, and, but bro is weird. Yeah, I think it was, yeah. Bro, yeah. Well, anyway, I don't feel the chemistry beyond maybe like physical attraction between Haley and JPJ. I think like that's the, I, I don't think that he's like, Broding enough for her. She know? says she wants goofy, but I think she actually wants like a lot of, she wants like stand up man. Do you think she would be on the beach if her sister wasn't in love right now? I think that Emily would be there with her if she mm. was in, in a relationship. Yeah. Okay. I think it's hard. I think it's hard to have a sibling or a really close friend in a relationship that like takes up all of their time and energy and love and then to be single. It's just like they live a different lifestyle than you. And mm-hmm. like all your life, you live the same lifestyle and all of a sudden it's so different. So do you know what I hate most? What? When the girls get portrayed as catty, because we're already kind of seen like that in society that girls just get catty over guys. And then Taj won. She came out swinging. She was like, it's so good to have you here, Haley. Just kidding. I was like, can I spit in her wine? It was just a passing thought, though. It was Uh. crazy. But we, like, kind of took it as a joke. But at the same time, my eyes were, like, really wide. I was like, oh, my God, I can't believe she's saying this. Is she going to get crap for it? Or people are just going to think it's funny? Because you can swing it both ways. Half the people are going to say, is this funny? And then half people are going to be like, wow, that's really intense. And come on now. Listen, I'm sarcastic and I know that it goes both ways, but you just don't say that to someone. Yeah. You know, I'm kind of like, girl, let's get it together. This guy's not worth you being portrayed as a catty girl. Yeah. Or maybe he was to her. I don't know. Do you think that her feelings were totally honest? Or do you think that she was just exhausted, hot, found a guy that she was attracted to? I think once mm. you find the person that you're attracted to there, you just want it to be. And you don't. You're like, I don't want to look any further. Because it's a competition and you need roses. So you're like, I like this person. I'm going to stay with this person. Um, but I think a lot of people, 
at this point in the competition, if they're not in a relationship, they're just looking for a way to get a rose the way that we see Christina and Blake giving each other roses. But I actually didn't hate that hmm. move. I didn't hate the Chris. I mean, I think Christina has been a little bit sly and oh, a sly. Bit villainous this season. She's like laid all her cards out on the table. Yes. But at least I think in this case, Blake didn't really like Caitlyn and it may have been a better move for him to just give the rose back to Christina and not lead Caitlyn on anymore. Okay, but again, Mark, you can chime in on this. If a guy promises a oh, rose to a that's girl... That's the problem, though. And that was then the talks to another girl who says, hey, listen, if you're not totally invested in her, let, like, let her know you shouldn't give her the rose. And then he goes back to Caitlyn and says, hey, actually, I'm second-guessing. I don't want to give you the rose. But she's like, you promised it to me. Yeah, he spoke way too soon. Uh-oh, Mark, what? No, I just, I feel in that situation, he's not really 100% on any of these girls. He shouldn't have said, True. but he kind of said, I'm 100, I'm like, he said, I'm 100% giving you my rose right now. Right. And then, like, Pretty easily swayed. Five minutes later, <laughs> he was like, I'm 100% not giving you my rose anymore. Oh. But then, yeah. I'm just like, he could have No, that easily, was slimy. But he could have easily said, Caitlin. Christina wants me to give the rose to her as a friendship rose because here's the truth. I don't think I see us going further. I'm going to give, since I promise this to you, I'm going to give you this rose, Caitlin, to you as a friendship rose. So you can go and find love. Couldn't he have done the same situation to Caitlin, who he promised the rose to, instead of Christina? Yeah, absolutely. He could have. Wouldn't that have been more stand-up? Or do you think that would have made it a little bit more, well, now he's just like slinging all these girls around. I don't know. It's I, gotten so convoluted over here that I think that Caitlyn, I mean Christina's just not is just not very likable right now, so it's hard for us to root for her to go further on. Also, I would like her to name one person she's interested in meeting. I think she just wants to stick around and keep stirring the pot. I don't think she's interested in seeing anybody come down those steps. I I agree with you too there. I agree with you. So I don't, I'm like, I'm really, really not a fan of Christina. I think she just went in with the intention she was going to be the villain of the season. She was like, I am going to ruffle feathers and I'm going to get some screen time and I'm just going to do what I can to like make myself a character. And I think she was like, she planned on being the absolute opposite. She was the first time around where she was like very vulnerable and emotional and open. Mm. I, I, that one really makes me upset. Well, you know what's so interesting is that she and Dean have been there together and they yeah. have not had any moments together and they had such a tumultuous relationship. Well, that's because that, Dean's getting sucked into all this whole Kalen situation. Okay, so I think this is something we really have to dissect. <laughs> so basically they have a conversation that he doesn't think he's going to be a good boyfriend to her in the real world. Right. That she doesn't fit into his drive across America in a van lifestyle that he's attempting to do for a matter of months mm -hmm. or, you know, maybe more than months. And he's kind of just saying to her pretty honestly, this is a paradise thing. And she very legitimately is like, then why are you here? Well, I, th what, I think I mean, like even he didn't really give her answers. Like he didn't even really say he was like, I enjoy spending time with you. 
but I suck at dating. I mean, he plugged the podcast. <laughs> Bravo, dude. Did you guys all love that? I was like, Jared, he just plugged your podcast. <laughs> it's so good. But he said it's a challenging point of me to see us settling down, which I'm okay with. I'm not okay with all of his actions after this conversation. Because okay. he, he really didn't say, like, yes, you're right. No, you're wrong. He was just kind of like, Here, here's how I'm feeling and I'm going to make it kind of vague and then see how you respond. I think the other really hard part of the conversation was when he said, um, I, I'm kind of looking for an exception, like somebody here that is going to make me want to drop the lifestyle I intend on living or like somebody that I can see fitting into that lifestyle. And he basically was like, I don't know if I see you being that exception. Am I am I misinterpreting this? Because he he even said like I'm not the kind of guy who wants to like go to dinner dinner parties and talk about my feelings. <laughs> we talked to Dean about this on his podcast this week. Okay, and I think that's exactly what he was saying. But the way he presented it to us made it seem almost a little bit more of a romantic notion. In, you think well, in it my does. mind, in my I mind, I don't. In the sense that he's saying. He's not casting a role in his life. He's not saying, I'm looking for my wife. I just need to find the one, but I'm on the lookout for a wife. Who's going to be my wife? Maybe it's you. Maybe it's you. He's saying, I don't want a wife. I'm not going to have a wife. I'm perfectly happy for the rest of my life. But if I find someone and I end up getting married, I know that person was so amazing that she blew out every preconception I had about how I want to live my future. Okay. But it's a selfish way to date. Yeah, that's kind of like if you want to date like that, you have to find a girl who wants to live that exact same life and not just a girl who's saying that she wants to, but really, truly wants to. Because Dean's face and personality can make almost any girl say like, yes, that is the kind of life I want to lead. (laughs) Yes. It's true. It is true. I just think that it's like his actions with bringing her a birthday cake, bringing her champagne, singing happy birthday, telling her she looks beautiful. Like that explains, or his actions talk so much more than his words. So she's kind of hung up on his words being like, oh, he really didn't make me feel that much better. But then, oh my gosh, look at all these grand gestures he's doing for me after that conversation where I can see where he, where his head is at right now. Well, they also had that conversation where they talked about how Dean makes any girl feel special. Dean doesn't just make, Girls feel special. Dean can make anybody feel special. Makes me and I feel special. Yeah, I feel like his superpower <laughs> in life, and this is a this That's is a, an true. amazing superpower, is that he can make anyone just feel good and happy. Like all he has to do is like put his arm around you and smile, and everything is better. My analysis of Dean is he can make anyone feel good and special except himself. That's deep. See, it doesn't make any wow. sense. He doesn't even acknowledge that that's a superpower. I was like, Dean, your superpower is making people happy. True. And I don't think he sees that. Well, I, I'm like kind of speechless after that statement. That's really sad. Mark. Well, it's sad, but true. But I, and I get it from the women's perspective that he, when he gives you that kind of attention, he looks at you with those eyes. You're just yeah. like, I'm all in. And he's just, you, he just never seems to be. I you just, guys. I, yeah. You don't even know my bridesmaid's message i have a group message with my bridesmaids and for the past two weeks it's been blowing up with comments about dean they're obsessed they are all in love and dean loves them all 
Like <laughs> the one that he walked, my friend Courtney, who he walked down the aisle with, she's like, she's saying things I really can't put out there on air. <laughs> she's married and she's just like coming. I can't say it, but they're inappropriate and hilarious for a married woman to be saying this. Is, Courtney is married, but she's like, my husband's all in on this. <laughs> Stop it's just really it. funny. Like basically, like she's like, my husband is down for a threesome with Dean. <laughs> That's his gift. <laughs> yes, it truly. Yeah. Is. With a super with superpowers comes wisdom, and he's not using any wisdom in this. You can't go no, down to VIP. You can't pursue this girl who's obviously head over heels for you, and continue continue to selfishly accept her love, knowing in your head this is going to hit a wall. Well, I think that's what he thinks he's doing right now. So he made the same mistake that he did back in Bachelor in Paradise 4 where he treated one of the girls to a birthday celebration and she thought he really cared about her. And then all of a sudden, he flips a switch and he thinks right now that what he's doing, and maybe it is, maybe he's right, that what he's doing by breaking up with her is the best thing that he can do for her emotionally. That's true. But if... That is what you think is right, then you shouldn't be giving them a birthday cake. That's all. I think that I think that's where he that's where he loses himself every time. He needs to like kind of learn not to be super nice to somebody because it does, even though it's just like his nature, it comes across as leading on. Like when I first watch it, my initial reaction is I'm so mad at him that he's doing this to Kaylin. I mean, we don't know what's gonna happen, but Predicting from his past BIP experiences, we can maybe see a breakup coming. And initially, I get so upset about that being just classic Dean. But then I'm like, you are looking out for her best interest by ending it. So then, therefore, I have to support you. Do you get what I'm saying? Um, so in some weird way, I actually think Dean looks his best when he's breaking up with these girls. Right. Because he's doing what is right. He's doing what is right. Because he's not ready for a real relationship. No. Or like the lifestyle he leads is not conducive for a relationship. Mm -hmm. Or at least a relationship with somebody who wants to live the lifestyle that Kaylin does. Which is really just a normal lifestyle. <laughs> not a vagabond. <laughs> um, so we'll see how this unfolds. We didn't really get to see the full conversation. We just got to see her like going into, mm -hmm. is this really happening? Is this really happening? Are you freaking kidding me? And literally everyone just stops and looks over the edge as they're walking down. Yeah. Oh, but I will say that there was one comment that was made. It was like in a teaser. And I think Demi sort of alluded to it as well. They were like Dean's true colors. And I didn't like it because that like alludes to like Dean not being a good guy, not Dean just like, not knowing what to do in situations like this. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. he's so fantastic. He really he's is. He's just like the warmest, one most wonderful person you're always going to want to be around him. He's just, you know, he sucks at dating. That doesn't mean that, like, <laughs> his true colors does. are bad. You he know? truly <laughs> does. I, I have a, I mean, this is a little segue question into something different. Do you think... It's a little bit of a double standard that Christian and Demi are able to stay on the island, even though that she's not a bachelor person. Because if anybody had an ex that they were still in love with, they would have to walk away to go be with the ex. They're, 
it's just it's it's a very complicated scenario. And I want to give Nick credit for his point of view because it did make me see both sides. I think as a cast member, I was a little bit uh, weary last week when I was like, they're going to explore this in paradise, but I don't know that this would fly in another, you know, another kind of relationship. So it's weird that they're going to be able to stay. It just seems like you're breaking the bachelor in paradise rules. And then, then Nick said that we should just screw thinking about the rules because as Chris Harrison always says, there are no rules. And in this case, should we break this quote unquote rule for the benefit of, you know, for the society's benefit in seeing a relationship like this bloom on mm. an ABC national TV? Like, should, like, should we just push this aside right now and forget about the rules and just celebrate this relationship? And now I see both sides. I can see why you'd be frustrated in them being allowed to to explore the relationship on paradise when it's not the norm. But then I also see the side of it just like, maybe it's just really culturally beneficial and we should just go along with it. And that's fine. Wow. You actually really just changed my perspective on that. Oh, thank you. Well, yeah. he really did. You know, he really did. Cause at first, cause I was definitely on like the, I'm not sure if this is fair side, but you know, Hey, that's, I mean, that's true. How are we going to grow? I, I agree. Like I said, and you I, literally changed my perspective on all that. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> all right, guys, we have a couple great emails and one relationship that we have still yet to speak upon. But first, we got to take a break. Summer's almost over, guys, but there's something about summer food you know, burgers, grilling, all that stuff that it just tastes better in the summer. So you got to get on Blue Apron's summer menu before it's too late. You got to try the customer favorite burger recipes with the Beyond Burger. You guys, it's a plant-based burger. It's really the theme of this podcast right now is plant-based meats or non-meats. Um, so Blue Apron has a delicious variety that you can try. And they are going to make your cooking experience so much easier. It's no longer going to be a burden to make dinner. It's actually fun to learn new kitchen skills with each meal. Because of our hectic schedule, I feel like I have no other option than to eat out or, you know, to pick up some crap. And it's not good for me. So I know that when I have Blue Apron, I'm actually giving myself a wholesome meal instead of whatever came in a bag. You know what I mean? Yes, this gets delivered to my door in a box, but it has the healthiest ingredients and it's all super fresh premium ingredient blends that otherwise would probably be difficult, expensive, and time-consuming for me to make. You know, I don't want to go to the grocery store and find a recipe and then come back and make it. That's like an over two-hour process and I don't think any meal is honestly worth that <laughs> unless it's like a holiday meal. But like, I'm not going to just make our casual weekday dinner and make it take two hours. So Blue Apron delivered to your door with really easy to make quick recipes. I just made this yellow tomato and zucchini pasta with, um, it was garlic ricotta. Mm, it was so good. I made it before we left and it just tastes, you know, like light and fresh and 
you can start making these brag-worthy meals at home without the hassle when you try Blue Apron. You could check out this week's menu and get $60 off when you visit blueapron.com slash almostfamous. That's blueapron.com slash almostfamous. And as Ben always says so perfectly, <laughs> Blue Apron, a better way to cook. You guys, the people on this line can vouch for me when... <laughs> when I say that I hate dressing up for work, I either like go all out dressy or I look like a slop fest. So when I'm recording this podcast, half the time, it's basically in what I wore to bed and maybe I put yoga pants on. Yeah. You're, you're, you're mostly sporty, <laughs> sporty, cash. Yeah, sporty. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Like a sweatshirt with some nice leggings. Yes, exactly. So Becca Tilly shows up every week and she looks perfectly put together. <laughs> but since I got these beta brand work appropriate um, dress pants, they're dress pants, but they feel like yoga pants. OK, so I'm going to show up to the office from now on. The iHeart Studio is now going to see me in work appropriate pants. Right. Yeah, <laughs> but they're ultra comfy and nobody would know how cozy I am in them. They have this wrinkle-resistant four-way stretch ponty knit fabric. It's like this special high brand fabric. It's, it's better than your average yoga pant. And it looks professional. It's, it's mind-boggling how this hasn't come out yet. And I know that the workplaces that I have to be at usually aren't like super formal they're not even like business casual, <laughs> but I'm so excited for all the women out there to try beta brand pants because they can literally wear stuff that feels like sweatpants to work now and still look super put together. They have some great pocket options to choose from. There's this one style that has eight pockets. <laughs> There's a style that has a deep invisible zipper with hand pockets. I love hand pockets. You can just, you know, look like super. You're like, hey, whatever. I'm cute. Yeah, and I'm your arms cash. look skinny because then they're yeah. not pushing your sides. <laughs> totally. Um, they, they got those hand pockets. You can leave your purse at home. You know, you can put your ID and your cash in there. Everything you need. They give them a whole bunch of shapes and sizes. All these different styles like boot cut, straight leg, skinny, cropped. They have colors black, navy, gray, khaki. So basically, you can get one in each color, one in each style, and then you can never wear uncomfortable pants to work again. I'm just so excited no, for like everybody out. I'm so excited for everybody out there. I'm looking at the straight leg pant right now. It's mm -hmm. super cute with like a little heel they have. But also you could wear that with boots, you know? Yeah. You know how, how that looks we, kind of in? We have that, um, that flats company that we also have yes. as a sponsor and so many people have been turned on to them including Meghan Markle I truly believe that beta brand pants are going to be the next wave in comfy professional wear so uh, beta true. brand is an online fashion retailer it's crowd it's a crowdfunding platform for fashion and they welcome feedback and they bring crowdsource ideas straight into the design room so basically like so many women are like um I'm really <laughs> tired of for eight hours wearing these pants. So I would like to wear sweatpants to work. And then they basically created them. To start wearing Beta Brand's dress pant yoga pants, visit betabrand.com slash almost famous. 
all lowercase, to get 20% off yours. Millions of women agree that these are the most comfortable pants you're ever going to wear to work. That's betabrand.com, like the fish. Beta, B-E-T-A, B-R-A-N-D dot com slash almost famous. Make that all lowercase and get 20% off your dress pant yoga pants at betabrand.com. And please email me how much more you're enjoying your workday after wearing these. All right. So the couple that we have not brought up is Mike and Sydney. Where have they been? Oh, there's another couple that we didn't bring up. You know why? Because they were nowhere to be seen either during this episode. Hmm. And that was Hannah G and Dylan. For the first time. Yeah, Hannah G and Dylan are now like on the, okay, we're an exclusive couple. Um, We're just in cruise mode. So we didn't see them at all. Totally. We're just, we're supposed to assume that they're like happy in love and making out everywhere. But then Sydney and Mike, we don't have that feeling that they're, you know, 100% solid because we've never, we haven't seen very many serious conversations between the two of them. I don't even really remember them kissing. No, truly all we've seen is them doing cartwheels and handstands on the beach. That's like all we get. And it's always in the opening credits. It's super weird. It is kind of weird. I want to know more. I would love to know more. Do you think... Do you think they're keeping it quiet because he could potentially be The Bachelor? Or do you think that this puts him out of the running because we're not attached to his story? Well, I think I think if they want to be The Bachelor, we should be bonding to him in, um, in some fashion. I can totally understand them not wanting like us to really feel him and Sydney because we're not going to want to feel too attached to their love story Mm -hmm. if he's going to go on to be the bachelor. But, um, I think that we need to see like more moments of, of Mike chatting with other contestants or, or just them chatting about fun stuff, maybe not serious stuff. Right. More personality. Yeah. It's so weird that like somebody who's such a fan favorite has gotten so little screen time in paradise, but I definitely see your theory about the lack of screen time being because they just want to skip over the fact that he was even in paradise and go straight to him Mm -hmm. being the bachelor. Okay. And then one last question for you. Yeah. Was it crazy as they made it seem that JPJ ate the food? On the date. No, that was that was so ridiculous. I think most of us do end up picking or eating at the food. They just don't ever show it. And again, they never say don't eat the food. They've literally never said don't eat the food. Oh, really? It's just that, yeah, it's cold. You're talking and they tell you, you, you may not want to eat it because then you may be on camera chewing and like nobody looks their most attractive chewing. But nobody's ever like, it's not edible or like you're it's gross or you're not going to want it. So that food wasn't left out there for a couple hours before they got there. So it, it was perfectly fine for him to eat that. I'm pretty sure that they bring it out to you when you sit down. I don't know that it's sitting there when you get there. And why can't JPJ eat anything without throwing up? Yeah, it's really weird. He says he has a very weak stomach and it's insane. Apparently, I mean, yeah, you didn't have to tell us that once or twice. We can see it. And I know these dates are long and I know that we only get to see like three minutes of a three hour date. Right. But it's pretty weird that he legitimately throws up right away. Like (laughs) Like hits his stomach and then he regurgitates it. 
It's so true. It's hilarious to watch because, and it's funny because he's laughing through throwing up. It must be so common for him. It must be very common. I thought it was funny the first time. Now I'm kind of like, what's going on? (laughs) He's just eating, sleeping, and then throwing up. I'm like, Corinne Olympias, what is going on? Corinne Olympias, what does that have to do with this? Because she was always eating and napping. Um... Yeah, you're right. She was right. always like not seen anywhere because she was falling asleep or sleeping. And then um, she would always be eating all the food. Oh, I I was a whole proponent about eating the food too. I'm like, I'm never going to be in a position in my life where there will be a plate of food in front of me and I'm not going to eat it. <laughs> I don't care if I'm on TV. It, is it hard being in that bathing suit? Do you just get to a point where you're like, I don't care fill me up with alcohol and food or do you guys oh all yeah kind of oh no like- no the only thing to do in paradise besides talk is to eat and the food is so good there so it's like a that you don't want to stop yeah it's totally a freshman 15 but you're sweating so much i don't know and right. your adrenaline is super high like That's my true. heart was just racing non-stop because um i was either heartbroken or it was so hot oh. that i just feel like my metabolism was in like just the highest zone it could be in. Right. So I just kept going. And going. what are you guys allowed to do for fun? You're never, you're not allowed to leave the beach unless you have a date card. But do they offer you games? Do they give you books? Like, what do you, what are you allowed to bring or what do they provide for you? They don't provide anything. Oh my gosh. <laughs> no, there's no games and stuff. You guys have to like make up games. Back in the Bachelor Mansion, not in Paradise, they would give you the phones. So we could play Heads Up or something like that. Mm-hmm. And they, they'd sometimes play a song or two, but there's no like card games or anything like that because it would be really bad TV. And to be honest, there's always something to talk about. You never really truly feel bored. I, I, I know it's really shocking. To believe. Yeah. I know it's really weird. I'm also somebody who doesn't get bored very easily. Like I could probably sit and stare at the ocean <laughs> for a couple hours and just be pretty like content with my brain. That's actually amazing. Especially in that environment when you're daydreaming about who you want to be with. Do you think that's why people get so, like, when Taj Wan was getting so antsy about everyone showing PDA, it was because she didn't have anything to do. And then the only person she would want to kind of hang out with was on a date. Do you think that's why she was so antsy or do you think that was just her personality? I think it's just her personality. <laughs> Bless her soul. And she also got eliminated night one of Colton season. So she didn't really understand how like life in the bubble was. Mm. So that was probably an adjustment as well. Makes sense. Anyway. Okay. So should we get some to some emails before we wrap this sucker up? Well, they're actually a different vibe this week. You know, we get a lot of emails commenting on this week's show, but these are two interesting questions. One is from Deanna. Does Chris Harrison just sit around in dress pants and a button down at all times while the cast is filming? Because when he needs to pop in live, he comes in out of absolutely nowhere and he's dressed impeccably. Great question. (laughs) You know what? I don't know if I've ever seen Chris Harrison just dressed down. I feel like he's always been in a button up. Hmm. Because you never know. Have you ever seen him in t-shirts and a t-shirt and jeans? No. That doesn't seem Chris Harrison to me. No, but like when he, like when Colton jumped the fence and he came running out, he looked like he always looks basically. You'd expect him to be like a hoodie and maybe a baseball cap. Does he have a full glam squad on? On call 24-7? Oh, yeah. I mean, he is a glam squad. 
Carrie is his, you know, he the person that does the fashion for the lead also does Chris Harrison's fashion. Hmm. And I wonder, but then again, like how fast, I mean, how long does it really take to just throw on a jacket? Mark? Mm, that's true. <laughs> Not very you long. Know, that's like, a good point. It's like two, it's like two minutes. So maybe he doesn't have it on, but it's always waiting in the wings for mm -hmm. him. Well, this is from Marissa, and this is sweet. She says, I've been friends with my friend Paul for the past four years, and a little less than a year into our friendship, I could tell he had more than just friendship feelings towards me. At one point, he told me he thought I was the one, and, said, and I said, I didn't think so, because it freaked me out. Well, for the past year, I can't shake the feeling that he is my person. After a long time of him chasing me, I finally told him I liked him, and he told me he wasn't ready to be in a relationship. We aren't together. We're at different stages of our lives currently. All my friends think I'm crazy and that I should give this whole thing up. I was just hoping to hear from Ashley. What made you know not to give up on Jared? Did Ashley anonymously anonym <laughs> write in this email? Because this is you and Jared. Um, I feel like I feel like my best advice to you is to move on like to a certain extent. I think you can have that lingering feeling. And I, I definitely had a lingering feeling with Jared. Like it could always happen. Like there's always a chance it may happen. And I actually think that chance is pretty great. But if the if he's straight up saying no, like not now, then you have to live your life but like no it's and not, not now are happen. two different things, aren't they? Right. And that was definitely something with me and Jared. I think like at some point, very early on, he he may have made a comment like maybe down the road or like I can, we'll see, you know, mm. you don't know what the future holds. And then I'd really cling on to those statements. Mm. But I wonder if he, I mean, obviously it sounds like he meant that, but if a guy said that, because you're married now, but if a guy said that, <laughs> I would be worried. He's just saying that because he feels guilty. He's just saying that to let me down easy. Yeah, you oh, never know. Well, maybe he, someday. To um mm. no to to Jared's credit, he would never tell me that because he was always very uh, careful in like being as he always tried not to lead me on in mm -hmm. any way. So he would say, "No, it's not going to happen to me," um, just so that I wouldn't cling on to the idea. But I know that he would say to other people, "One day we'll we'll see." Uh, the fact that you're married, <laughs> like, you're giving so much hope, so much hope, like to the I know, the I know, and you're giving Paul a lot of credit. I know. I, the, the thing that throws me off is I know Nick told you to stop pursuing Jared, yeah. But I feel like you're, what your friends say is super important, and her friends are saying she should move on. Okay, so it's it's really case by case, and like they say, and he's just not that into you. I know that I'm the exception to the rule. So I don't want Marissa to like totally cling on. And I do think the best thing you can do is go and date other people. And if he doesn't, if you're dating somebody else and he's, he seems like totally cool with that. And he still wants to be like your friend and nothing more then you like probably have your answer. And that's mm -hmm. what Jared always says too. It's like, if the guy doesn't react then, then like, it's probably just not going to happen for you. But I feel hope for Marissa just because he was the one that mm -hmm. first said, that she was his one. Mm -hmm. So like, I don't know why you would, why she would give up. And, and friends are interesting because I think some friends will be like, you have to move on. But then in my case, Jared's best friend from Rhode Island, who I became friends with too, throughout our friendship, she was always telling me like, 
you have no idea. Like you guys are going to happen. Like I, you're gonna be together. So it just like kind of a whole bunch of friends can see from a whole bunch of different point of view. Mm. And if your friends aren't really good friends with Paul, then I'm not even sure they're much of a source for you. But your advice earlier, live your life, move on as much as you can. If it is meant to be, it will happen. Absolutely. That's what I think. That's good advice. What's meant to be will be, and I think it's cheesy that I'm going to say this, but that quote, if you love something, let it go. And if it comes back, it's yours forever is good, good to live by. What a happy ending. <laughs> like, actually, what a happy ending. I was just yeah. thinking in a daze about, oh, well, no, probably, you know. Thanks, He's guys. so lucky to have all that happen. I am so lucky. I'm so lucky. This is, the, this is the longest Jared and I have been apart in the past two weeks. Oh. When, when I left the hotel room, I was like, Jared, I'm leaving you. <laughs> it was like so weird. We literally had not been like without um, a matter. We've, we hadn't been apart for more than like Five yards in two weeks on our honeymoon. I can't wait till you guys are back in studio and yeah. I get to squeeze the both of you. <laughs> well, we miss you guys and uh, we can't wait to see you next week. I hope Ben holds down the fort like I know he will tomorrow. All the wedding and talk for yeah, all the wedding talk next week. Chris. Oh, Chris and Crystal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He'll have all the inside scoop. There was a lot that happened that what happened there on the set of the wedding could be an entire episode. So we'll see if it actually does turn out to be an entire episode. Oh my goodness. All right, guys. Well, that's all for today. I've been Ashley and, and Tori and Mark, who've you been? (laughs) I've been Tori. And I've been Mark. (laughs) Bye. Bye. Follow the Ben and Ashley. I almost famous podcasts on iHeartRadio or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. And like always, we'll be here every week. You'll hear from TV writers, actors, comics creators, pop culture critics. Nothing is off the table. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you're a fly on the wall at a dinner between the mafia, the CIA, and the KGB. That's where my new podcast begins. This is Neil Strauss, host of To Live and Die in L.A., and I wanted to quickly tell you about an intense new series about a dangerous spy taught to seduce men for their secrets and sometimes their lives. From Tenderfoot TV, this is To Die For. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. 
We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. That's right. 